Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, I got to give a shout out to my executive producer, Andre Suttle, Suttle Solution Media, that helps make this podcast possible. We have a great episode today. We're going to talk about all things branding, but not just that, the importance of paying attention to our stress and its impacts on our immune system. I'm excited to introduce personal brand consultant, brand sorceress, Chantel Sumis on the podcast with us today. Chantel, how are you? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I love that. Was that like spirit fingers or? <laughs> yeah, the pew, 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 pew. I don't know. The happy yeah. guns, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're ready to get them and uh, ready to hop into uh, to everything today. Um, but before we talk about the subject matter, I love making sure that our audience and our guests have a, a moment to get acquainted and, and meet each other. So really quick, I guess, give them your rundown, your story and what you do. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Chantel Sumas. I'm from the Midwest, born and raised. Love it. Love the charm um, and just the community focus of the Midwest. Um, and I am in marketing because I love the magic of marketing. I always grew up loving those fairy tales and stories before bedtime. And storytelling was always something so interesting to me. And I didn't realize you could actually do it for a living because it seemed way too fun, you know, kind of like becoming an artist and doing art. That's just too fun. <laughs> so I went out, actually went to, to school for nursing originally, and I loved psychology. So I studied with an emphasis on that and changed gears. Marketing was just way easier. <laughs> and um, it, it my, my whole story really shook up right after I welcomed my baby boy to the world and my immune system completely shut down. I mean, I was um, unemployed. Um, so that was a big stress factor, the hormones. Um, but I started to lose my vision. I lost my ability to walk. I lost my ability to swallow. That was one of the first things. And of course, unemployed in the United States, you don't have health insurance. So I was trying to really just, you know, live on a prayer and some essential oils, light some incense, do some sage burning. I don't know. I tried everything. And it came down to a diagnosis of MS. And it really did impact that, um, the importance of stress management and just stress control in your career, in your life as a parent. And now, you know, with all of these new disabilities, I had to apply for jobs with a disability. And that was impossible. I could not get a job anywhere. No one ever called me back when I checked that little box um, that said I require reasonable accommodation. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shifted into the arena of marketing, right? How can I market myself as an expert um, with these perceived parameters so people don't use it as a limitation? Because my MS is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I want the world to see that. So I, that's when I fell into like personal branding and I had to brand myself instead of a business as, as a superhero. And I've never looked back. I, you know, two weeks after launching this like strategic science experiment that I was going to do with, with LinkedIn and outreach, I had multiple job offers on the table and I've never looked back. Wow. Well, that's amazing. And I, I had to write something down that you said, um, MS was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I know the listeners are like, hold on. 
We need to hear more <laughs> than that. Um, talk about that journey because I'm sure um, being able to say that in in hindsight is 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 definitely the result of a long journey, both internally, externally, and all that. But in the moment, uh, what was it like, kind of going through? noticing the vision loss, the, the struggles swallowing. Uh, I, I'm interested to know what's going on through your head here and what that journey was like from there to being able to make that statement. Oh, it was oh, definitely a journey. It takes a lot of work and I'm still working on it. it. There's not a day that goes by that I don't work on my mindset. But before my illness, I had a lot of trauma building up in my past. Um, a lot of hidden battles um, with different struggles that I never kept public. So they just kept eating at my core Mm -hmm. and, um, the mental health battles. I mean, I dealt with severe depression and anxiety from a very young age where I remember thinking of suicide as young as 10 years old and being a mom. Now my little boy's almost seven. I think, gosh, how young your life hasn't even started. What are you thinking? Um, so going through that process and getting the diagnosis, I felt like my life was over but I didn't realize how gifted and privileged I was because I was surrounded by blessings. I was surrounded by so many silver linings that I wasn't taking advantage of that. I wasn't taking for granted or, or I wasn't taking, you know, advantage of them. And I felt like, you know, so sorry and sad my whole life that when this actually happened and I had to make that decision, am I going to give up or am I going to fight through this? And I had, family, the ultimate support system that I could ever ask for. A lot of people don't have a strong family. And that was something that I continuously am thankful for every day. And them telling me that I was worth it, that I was worth a fight forward was something so extraordinary. So having this diagnosis, having everything completely stripped away, and I mean everything, I was basically a vegetable, even, you know, bowel and bladder stuff you can't control when you're brain damaged. And, um, it was the ultimate shame. And I had to let go of that shame in order to love myself. So it was this, this really big transformation of understanding, like I, I hated myself before and I was like a, you know, I had it easy. I did great. But then going through this, I just, I have never loved myself more. All the flaws are what make people so unique and, and powerful. Those are the superheroes. Those are the superpowers are those flaws at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So the grieving process wasn't easy. It was so hard, but looking back, I am not nowhere near that person that I was then. Um, and it's really cool to have that support system too, that helps you evolve with yourself. You know, like my husband, when I met him, I was not anything like I am today. But for somehow, we just keep growing together stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. I think what's the most amazing about that is, is when we are, I always say it's when we stumble in love with ourselves, other people can't help but drink the Kool-Aid sometimes. Yeah, like, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, like this this person's on something. I want what they have. Make, make, make it too. And Absolutely. automatically you see the way they carry themselves. And we all know these people. They walk in the room and they have this, this air about them almost as though they, you know, they've, they've done the work to fully accept who they are and appreciate it, including the flaws, because there's a difference between loving yourself falsely with that false image that I guess, you know, the false, uh, uh, confidence and things like that. But then there's also loving yourself being able to show up and be like, Hey, listen, 
I know this is exactly how I'm showing up. I'm still working on myself, but how I am today is the best I can produce. And I love it. Hopefully you love it too. And that is kind of where the work happens. I'd, I'd be interested to know what was that like? Uh, you mentioned the support system, which is which is very important. Um, I know for me personally, kind of relating our stories here, um, I had a situation where my health deteriorated based on my stress and some of the depression and things I was internalizing. That manifested itself in an autoimmune disease, which put me in the hospital and a surgeon looking at me saying, they're going to take out my large intestine. Uh, that's the same scenario where I'm like, oh my gosh, 23 years old, my life is over. I'm not going to have a large intestine. But for some reason, I was able to, A, because the doctors pretty much were telling me, hey, your stress, your, your diet, your behavior. I had nobody else but to blame but myself, but also my outlook on things I knew right away had to change. And when I left the hospital, I was completely different than when I went in the hospital. So I guess what was that transformation process from the the young caterpillar to the butterfly that you are now? Oh, that transformation was heavy. <laughs> oh, it, man. Right? It takes like a lot of work, so much work. So when I was severely brain damaged, um, and there's no cure for MS. So basically when you're diagnosed, you go into the doctor, the neurologist like checks you out and they say, okay, you know, this is your diagnosis. Bye. <laughs> there really isn't a treatment or a band-aid that you can put on it, or even a, like a, a sliver of hope that you can shove out there because it's so under-researched. Mm -hmm. um, so when I took that away, I was like, what am I going to do? And thankfully, again, that support system um, one of the things that people love to do when you are newly diagnosed with something is shove a bunch of information at you and right. <laughs> You've been there. I found this article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try this essential oil. Um, <laughs> my dad was one of those people who was like, okay, you know what? We're going to get through this. I'm going to do my research and I'm going to throw everything at you. And he sat me down one day at the kitchen table and he said, uh, you know, I just need you to sit here and, and listen to this. And he presented something to me in the form of magic. And okay, you got to remember here, I'm obsessed with magic and storytelling and fairy tales. And he told me that the brain is magic, but the brain, you know, we've only been able to study it recently up to, up until very recently post-mortem. But now that we have this new technology, we're able to understand that the brain can rewire itself. It can connect different neurons with each other and overcome severe brain damage. So there, there's always possibilities. And that's when I really started to learn more about neuroscience and neuroplasticity and quantum physics and how the energy that we bring into our own ecosystem reflects so much on our thought patterns. And I've never looked back. I mean, this is like ugh, probably four hours of exercise a day doing thought transformation, meditations, mindfulness exercises. But it has paid off. I mean, as you can see me today, I'm speaking clearly. Um, sometimes, sometimes I get fumbled, but um, it's it the the recovery has just been absolutely magnificent, and I could have never predicted it. Yeah, which is amazing because I mean, listeners, watchers, buckle up because I'm about to nerd out because you started talking about neuroplasticity and rewiring some of the neurons and and what fires off in our brains and. I'm very surface level with my knowledge on this. So I'm, I'm hopping in, but I've been meditating for a couple of years. When I mentioned leaving the hospital, the mindset's all positivity. 
And I have found personally to see those effects um, in my everyday life. I'd love for you, I guess, maybe help break down for some of our listeners what some of those changes look like and how that can impact their lives in a positive way. Because you mentioned, oh, it sounds like magic. It's hard for a lot of folks to believe like, hey, if you sit down, sit still, maybe for 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day and kind of practice your breathing, get into a lower wavelength of your brain activity, you can also alter some of your external environment. That might not kind of resonate for some. I'd love to hear your take on how we can start practicing that. Absolutely. There's so many things that you can do consciously too in the conscious mind. Of course, the unconscious mind is a deeper, and I'm not, I feel like I shouldn't be talking about this because I am not a doctor, but this is what's worked for me, right? But what's worked for me is I discovered the impact of negative thinking and how many, it's, it's insane how many negative thoughts go through our mind on a daily basis. If you pay attention, you would be shocked by how nasty of a mind you have up there. I mean, everything from waking up and being like, I don't want to wake up. I'm tired, you know, five more minutes or stepping outside to take the trash out and freezing and being like, oh, it's so cold. You know, there's so many things that go through our mind that are negative when they should ultimately be positive. So one of the biggest exercises that I was able to do to retrain my brain is to act, to change every single little thought that entered into my thought process, which was every single little negative thing I changed into an irritatingly positive thing. And I mean, everything, everything like I'm hungry would be, Ooh, I get to go cook something. Let's go experiment with spices, you know, the weirdest things, but all of that added up and it started to become habitual. After a few weeks, I started to notice that I was just a happier person. My husband saw the signs and he was like, wow, you look like you're doing really good today. And it really did show. And it also spread into my community around me as well. Yeah. You have that that kind of impact, the effect on people around you. you. You all know the people that walk in a room, they either bring the energy down or they boost it up. We all want to be friends with the person that boosts the energy up, right? And obviously it doesn't come without the practices, the hard work. And and of course, neither of us are doctors. So um, I will, I guess, put the disclaimer out there and encourage some (laughs) of the listeners and watchers to to make sure that they do seek that professional advice. But there is value in, in mindfulness. There's there's value in paying attention to our thoughts. I think we have anywhere between 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And I mean, just imagine if a majority of them are negative, you're doing yourself a huge, huge disservice. So I love the thought process of uh, being irritatingly positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's important because these thoughts have an impact on the immune system, which you you experienced myself as well. Um, I'd love to know, I guess, I guess, how you've seen the the power of thought impact your immune system, especially what we're talking about hey, we're, we're in the midst of this pandemic. We were joking before, like hopefully we could see the end of this thing sometime soon. But there are so many people, I think it's a one-two punch. Not only is this pandemic out and about, but you have the negativity of, of the news headlines that have been just coming on people left and right. How can we protect our psyche from all this and, and take care of ourselves? That's a great, great question. And that's something that I've, I've realized over the past, you know, since I was diagnosed, how many people are on autopilot? 
how many people go through life without intentions, just being okay with mediocrity or something along those lines. You know, I'm okay with, with, with just being joyful. That's my success is, is living a life filled with joy and love as silly as that may sound. But when you create these intentions and you set healthy boundaries and you see somebody who wants to be a connection and wants to do business with you, but you can see the red flags, you can see, you know, they're, they're saying nothing good about anybody that they, they mention. You don't want that energy in your life. Let it go, block it out, let it walk away, be intentional about it because you will notice the differences. Setting those boundaries is a, is a massive piece of, of being healthy with your own relationships because if you love yourself and you treat yourself well, that makes other people understand how you're treating yourself and how you expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. So you have to start within in order to spread it without. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. So it's, it's funny because when you said set the boundaries, um, I think of my schedule and I know our, our, our listeners know my schedule. I don't know if you know, I wake up at 2.15 in the morning. So (laughs) I'm usually in bed and asleep by 7.30 PM, if not 8 PM. And you, my friends and and my fiance will ask, she's like, how do people know not to call you or text you past that time? And it's like, because I've set that intention, I've set the boundary where they know don't, don't contact me after that time because I don't answer. So anyone who knows me will, will know my schedule even so much. So I'm in a group text with a few of my friends and they started texting at like 930 and I woke up and the last text was a really good friend of mine who just put the shh, <laughs> the emoji, <laughs> the, the shh, Ted sleeping. <laughs> so um, for that, I hope that it's a good story that bridges the gap for listeners, letting them know like, you know, you can set boundaries, which will train other people how to treat you and, and what it is you would accept. Um, so Chantel, we got introduced from a post that you put out very similar to No Rain, No Rainbows about hey, no rain, no flowers. Um, I'm interested to know, I guess, getting the backstory on the in- inception of that post, the air around it, and I guess talking a little bit more about what you address there and how important it is for folks to kind of bridge that gap. Because, I mean, that's kind of what we talk about here on the podcast all the time. Ted, you're going to have to remind me what that post was because I post a lot of stuff. Okay. Yes. So um, you do, but this was actually, and what I loved about the post was, you know, a lot of folks, they post um, about themselves, which credit to your, your social media, your LinkedIn, you're very, um, how can I say this? You pour very much into those who are following you and engaging with you. And the air of the post was kind of like an open letter to your followers of, kind of just relating to the difficult times that we find ourselves in and mentioning some of your personal struggles along the way that you've been able to overcome. But it was just kind of a very genuine and authentic kind of like message to folks like, Hey, hang in there. And I know for me, I've, I've, I've put out posts like that of like, Hey, hang in there, you know, smile through the the process. Uh, Or I think you even mentioned, Hey, keep smiling and stuff like that. And the irony is whenever I put out posts like that, it's oftentimes when I need to hear it the most. Tad, you nailed it. Oh my goodness. That is so true. 
Absolutely. I remember that post. Every time I post something inspiring, it's because I need to hear it. It's because I, it's something that resonates with me. I'm usually having a hard time myself or a hard day. And instead of venting and airing your dirty laundry about your bad day, it's better to lift people up because what you give to your community, they give right back. And it was so beautiful to see how many people responded and said, I love this. Thank you. Or you're the best. Thank you. You know, and it's just this hype circle that just keeps going round and round and round. And it really was that, that no rain, no flowers, because that rain is what makes those flowers grow, right? It's really the struggle that makes us grow forward. And if we're not challenged and we're not pressured, we're not going to grow. We're not going to be tested and, and put to that next level that we can get to. So it kind of revolves all the way back around to like being diagnosed and, and how that was like the best thing that's ever happened to me because I was seriously pressured into everything. I mean, I learned what it was like to live without vision. I learned what it was like to to live without being mobile. I learned what it was like to, you know, not be able to leave the house and then get the discrimination when you park in a handicapped parking spot, but you look too young and healthy to park there. Um, so it really is that, that, that feeding yourself through those obstacles and knowing that this is a gift, you know, it's, it's going to hard and you're going to have, you're going to have to grind through it and hustle harder, but it's, you're going to come out better and stronger and happier at the end of the day. I think if you choose that mindset, right, it's all a choice. Yeah. And I think that's amazing how you mentioned your story and the things that you've experienced and the, and the impact it has moving forward, the perspective that it, it, it prescribes. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, J. Cole, he has a line in one of his songs where he says, um, the sun wouldn't be so warm if it wasn't for rain and joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of I mean, having the experience for me being in a hospital bed and about to lose my intestine every day where I get to eat a nice meal. Like, I mean, I was at a point where it was my dad's birthday. We went out to a fancy dinner, a fancy restaurant. I'm talking my meal was probably 50 bucks and I threw it up 20 minutes after eating it because my body wasn't accepting the food. It just was rejecting it. So from from going to that where like. Hey, I, I had a peanut butter chocolate protein bar before this, and that was so good. And it's it's something I cherish and I hold on to because I understand what it means to be on the opposite. Much like for someone like yourself who experienced what it was like to lose vision, mobility, have their words fail them. I think that gives us a certain level of appreciation. How important is gratitude for some of the listeners who might not have had that perspective themselves? How important is it for them to adopt that in their lives? Yes. Oh, attitude of gratitude is everything. It's your choice between being to, to between wallowing and self-pity and sadness and really taking control and leveling up your life. It's also that difference between having people around you that love and appreciate and admire you and those that don't answer your call when you call because they don't want to be that sound box for your venting. (laughs) Um, You know, it's attitude of gratitude is is seriously everything. And I think that's where neuroplasticity and those thought reframing exercises come in so important, right? Yeah. And it has to be intentional. Like you mentioned earlier, it has to be an everyday practice. And I think folks have to decide that they want it. Um, 
a lot of times when we're in the storm, it's so hard to remember what the sun feels like. It's so hard to remember those good times. Um, but it's, it's all about having that connection. Um, one last question is, how were you able to build your support system? Because you, you mentioned the importance of that, right? And, you know, for, for anyone who's lucky enough to have that family close by, it's, it's great. But sometimes you might be in the storm and you don't know who to call. Um, how can you start building that support system and, and hopefully dig the well before you're thirsty and <laughs> have it now before you really need it? Oh, it's so hard. I think that anybody who goes through a debilitating diagnosis, you know, whether, whether even if it's mental illness and you're in a jam there with depression or if it's cancer, you find out who your true friends are because people will either distance themselves and completely remove them from your life. Maybe it's a discomfort. Maybe it's a fear of their own, but you also have those people that really rise up and they know the pain, like the people who reach out, they know it, they've been there and they know what they needed then too. So those are the people to really hold on to because your, your, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? If you're going to put out all of that good information and put out your heart and soul and be authentic, that's what you're going to attract. But if you're going to hide it all, you're going to attract the frauds too, right? Yeah. And it's a scary place out there on social media. So be careful. But what I did is I started to share my story in a way that was um, not definitely not asking for pity, um, but asking, just sharing inspiration, sharing positivity, sharing what I learned through the process. Um, when I talk about vulnerability in my sessions, um, there's an art in terms of sharing on social media. And you'll, you'll like this. So you don't want to share when you're in the storm. You don't want to share when it's raining outside, it's pouring, you're drenched, everything's sticking to you, it's gross. You want to share after the clouds part and that rainbow pops right out. Because that's when people can relate to you. That's when you're in a stronger mindset. And that's when you can really share more that resonates harder with others. So that's how I built my community, right? I never thought it would happen, but LinkedIn has been the goldmine for bringing just amazing, ambitious professionals that are heart-centered and have been through some really, really hard stuff that really resonate and reach out. And then there you go. You got a, you got a big community that's got your back. Yeah. And I, I feel as though I'll be, I, I would be doing the listeners a disservice by not asking a personal branding question in terms of how this relates, our experience, our story, our challenges, and our journey relates into building our personal brand. Because I know you mentioned that when you were applying to jobs and every time you check the box, you never got a call back, but it took you kind of marketing yourself to get those opportunities and kind of get to where you are now. So I, I love your insights on turning our personal experiences, our challenges into mm -hmm. our personal brand. I know you mentioned not sharing while you're in the storm, but I guess what are some other tips you can give us as we try building our community and, and build um, the following and the identity that we really want to hold on to? Absolutely. I think the best question to ask yourself is one of those that are asked often during interviews, which is, what is your greatest weakness? And any coach will tell you to find a weakness that is also your strength. So if you choose a weakness that is, you know, a certain thing, that's your biggest perceived parameter, figure out how that is also your biggest strength. Like for me, my biggest weakness is that I'm an empath. I can feel emotions so hard. And sometimes, you know, I let those emotions fuel 
um, a lot of content and a lot of work that I do because sometimes that's how I work best. But it's also the ultimate strength because it is, you know, where you can connect better with other people. You can read emotion. You can channel things better and be more impactful with your words. So everybody has a chance to do that. They can figure out what their biggest weakness is and how they can also play on that to be their best, their biggest strength. And that's when you really hit it out of the park because that's your differentiator at the end of the day. I love that. This is, this is a question for me and my fiance would appreciate me asking this. What's the biggest strength for my stubbornness? <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you're bold, probably, right? Okay. You're a bold personality. There you go. Somewhat. And you probably, probably know what you, you know what you like. You're not going to yeah. waffle around it, right? You're going to be straight to the point. I like that. I'm going to use hey. it. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't stick your wife on me if that, if that, uh, I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to hear this and she knows where to go to. So <laughs> there it is. Hey, I know what I want. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just, I'm decisive. That's all. Decisive. Chantel, I want to make sure that our, our listeners can kind of get in contact with you and definitely connect with you on LinkedIn, other social media platforms, and get some of the amazing posts and insights that you share. And also, again, we talk about the importance of personal branding and all that. If they could use your services, I'd love them to have the opportunity to do so as well. So how can they get in contact with you? Yes, LinkedIn, Chantel Sumas. Find me there. Also, ChantelSumas.com. And our creative agency is Stardust Creative. So that's where we do branding and social media strategy for clients. Absolutely. I'm going to have those links in the show notes as well to make sure that folks can kind of just click it right from their app and they'll be there and, it's on, and they're on their phone already. So you go ahead and hey. follow those, those platforms <laughs> as well. Chantel, thank you so much for spending the time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for spreading the, spreading the rainbows, the light. Absolutely. I do my best. And uh, you definitely were a huge help in, in doing that today. I'm going to recap some of the things you said along the episode, some of the bombs that you dropped. I want to make sure no one missed it. But the best thing that ever happened to me, when you think of someone's testimony and what they've been through, the last thing you expect them to say is that it was the best thing that ever happened to them. A lot of us are going through the storms right now. It might be the very bad. We're in the middle of a downpour, the lightning's flashing, the thunder's roaring, and we don't know how we're going to get out of it. And we can't imagine Imagine one day saying it was the best thing that ever happened to us, but keep pushing forward. Look for your light, build your support group. And sooner or later in hindsight, you'll be able to connect those dots. Irritatingly positive. That is your homework. <laughs> I love that. Uh, just because yes, you can find positivity in just about everything, every challenge, every obstacle, every change that comes your way, maybe challenge yourself and ask yourself, well, what am I going to learn from this? What is the opportunity and what is the good? Get off of autopilot. A lot of us kind of just do the same thing day in and day out, and we don't really have any intention behind what we're doing. Get off of autopilot, put intention behind what you're going to do, and you'd be amazed at what can happen. And also setting boundaries. We don't want to be the result of the environment around us. We want to impact the environment around us. And you find out who your friends are when you're going through the struggle some folks might think that's a bad thing. I would say that's a good thing because you get to cycle out who is really part of your tribe and who's with you. And uh, what is your greatest weakness? Because it can also be your greatest strength. Just a few of the nuggets uh, along this that you have to go back and don't share while you're in the storm. I have to make, I say that too. Don't share while you're in the storm. Wait till you're, you're in the sunshine, the clouds are spread. And you had maybe some time to reflect and then maybe share your insights and thoughts on that. But Chantel, thank you again for, for sharing those insights with us today. 
Thank you. Thanks for the beautiful wrapping that up with a little bow. That's great. I tried to. <laughs> I do my best. Hey, those were your words, not mine. <laughs> wow. I sound smart. Thanks. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure to have you. And as always, to the listeners and the watchers, we appreciate you making it to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, go ahead, hit that like button, hit subscribe so you can get our new podcast episodes every single week. If you got value from this, please share it with a friend. Tell them Ted sent you. We really would appreciate it. And if you do want to support the podcast on a monetary level, you can do so for as little as $1 a month through our Patreon page. You get extra audio from guests like Chantel and others. And of course, you help this podcast continue to grow. So we are forever grateful for that. As we always say at the end of the episode, guys, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. Let's grow.